Welcome to another week of Sweet Sports Talk with your host, Brian Sweet. This week we'll look at uh, what happened during week one of the NFL and which games you should watch during week two starting this weekend. So week one was kind of a weird week of NFL football. You could tell about every team in the entire league was very rusty coming out of the gate in week one. It really showed because a lot of the first team offenses and defenses were having blown calls. You know, people are running the wrong routes, uh, missed assignments up at the offensive line. It was just uh, probably one of the messiest week ones I think I've seen in a long time. And let's start with one of the weirdest games. Um, and it's the Cincinnati Bengals losing to the Browns 24-3. You, you would figure that, you know, Joe Burrow would be ready to go for week one, but it, they had no offensive line help um, blocking the Cleveland defense. And uh, Joe Burrow was um, pushed around a, a few times in that backfield, and they actually let one of their offensive linemen go this week, which was pretty weird considering, uh, you know, it's just one week of NFL football, but... I went back and watched the highlights of that game, and let me tell you, uh, yeah, he deserves to be cut because that was just terrible blocking by him up front, and I could see him as a week two liability for Joe Burrow. So, yeah, that was one of the games that was really weird. And uh, the next game, it was the, you know, I mentioned the opening kickoff game between the Lions and the Chiefs. I did not see the Chiefs losing this game by one point. Now, give credit to the Lions. They played really well against the Chiefs. But uh, the Chiefs receivers, man, they, they've got to learn to catch the ball. I mean, Patrick Mahomes could have not placed the ball better to his receivers on Thursday night. I mean, they were complete spirals right to the receiver, and they just kept dropping them. And it, it was just really bad. I mean, you could tell how mad he was because, you know, when a quarterback – gets a perfect spiral and puts the ball right in the receiver's hands and he drops it. That's a huge issue. Now, um, if Travis Kelsey was in the game, they held him out as a precaution. He uh, hyperextended his knee in week one and he tried to go, but uh, the team wouldn't let him. I think that really threw off Patrick Mahomes. I, I really think it did because when the receivers recovered, he didn't have Travis Kelsey running his own route. Um, to get the ball downfield at least. And uh, I heard he's going to be back in week two more than likely. So hopefully that gets Patrick Mahomes back on track. Um, and I hate for fantasy owners too because there was one pass that Patrick Mahomes plays perfectly in the wide receiver's hands. And it tipped it to the um, corner and it was a pick six. I mean, I just feel bad because uh, depending on how many points you lose in your league, um I, I lost seven points off of that, and I was just like, D does Patrick Holmes really have to be penalized for that considering the receiver tipped the ball right to the receiver, or the, I mean the corner, excuse me. Um, it, it, I hope the Chiefs can get uh, back in uh, week two because um, they have a good team, really put uh, really good team put together, and if they can just execute, uh, a lot better on offense and defense, then I don't see why not this team could repeat as the Super Bowl champs. But you could tell they did not get any preseason um, reps at all, and it, it showed. Now let's move on down to the Cowboys and the Giants. Um, uh, 
as a Dallas Cowboy fan, um, I did not see this coming. I did not see that coming at all. And let me just tell you, let me pull up this stat on my uh, phone here. Let's see. Uh, according to The Athletic, no team has ever lost 40 to nothing or worse, lost the sack battle 7 or nothing, lost the turnover battle 3 to nothing or worse, had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown, and threw a pick 6 in the same season. The Giants did that all in one game. I mean, the Cowboys had one of the, uh, now have the biggest blowout in Week 1 history. Um, and it, it was, it's not even close to um, what the original record was. Um, they won 40 to nothing. Now, a lot of Cowboy fans were getting r- really giddy on social media saying uh, it's their year now, but um, you, you literally played sick- uh, Saquon Barkley and a bag of chips. I, I have to steal that from Stephen A. Smith. But, yeah, I mean, literally they played a JV NFL squad. Um, I, I would not count that as a victory, even though they kind of have to. But um, now I was hoping for a better matchup between um, um, the Jets and the Cowboys in week uh, two. But what really stinks is, and I'll get to this in uh, the next game, but the starting quarterback for the Jets went down, and I'll explain the injury in just a second. But I thought, you know, the Jets would have been a better team to play against. But after the injury, uh, it's going to be another blowout. And I don't think we'll see a very good team for at least four to five weeks for the Cowboys. I mean, if you look at their schedule, it's just going to be a doozy for a while. And we won't really see the real Dallas Cowboys. Now, when they play like the Eagles or the Commanders, who are one of my dark horses this year, uh, we'll see if this team can hold up and be what we saw in Week 1. And, um, yeah, this game was just super interesting. And, you know, a lot of Cowboy fans thought the Cowboys were going to run 17-0 after the 40-0 victory. But I can tell you right now that ain't happening. So, um... Now, the game I was going to mention, and it happened on Monday night, was Aaron Rodgers and the Jets versus the Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Now, what really stinks, and I hate this for Aaron Rodgers, considering to see how happy he was being on a different team that actually cared about him, was five plays into the game, he tore his Achilles and had to leave the game. And you could just see the look on Aaron Rodgers' face when he sat down and waited for the trainer to come out and help him off the field. You, you, you knew it in his face he was going to be out for the year. Um, and he, he, should, he, he just wasn't happy. Um, the Jets were somehow able to, you know, come back and beat the Buffalo Bills in overtime. On Xavier Gibson, who's undrafted, by the way, out of Stephen F. Austin, one of Abilene Christian's main rivals that um, I actually got to see him play in college. So I know what Xavier Gibson's capable of. I remember one time I had to cover the weekly um, football press conference at Abilene Christian, and the first question that came out of one of the uh, reporters' mouths that wasn't me asked him about who's the main weapon on um, Stephen F. Austin that you guys are worried about this week. And before the guy could even finish the question, the coach said, Xavier Gibson. I mean, he said, Xavier Gibson, that quickly, and said, after that, he said, you know, we're watching tape, uh, all of his tape from last year just to prepare for him because that's how good of a threat of a wide receiver slash punt returner 
he is. And when the Jets uh, received the uh, first punt in overtime and it went right to him, I just had a grim feeling that was game. As soon as he started running and got a couple blocks, I, I knew Gibson was going to break for the end zone. And let me tell you, uh, props to the Jets scouting department for finding him in the undrafted free agent pool. Um, you guys have a stud of a punt returner slash receiver, and he's going to be a huge asset to you guys um, as the season moves forward. And um, hopefully, you know, that punt return sparks a huge, um, you know, season for the Jets, even though Aaron Rodgers is out and it stinks to see Aaron Rodgers out, considering if you watched all the uh, preseason interviews with him, you could tell he was very happy to be in New York and away from how toxic the Packers were. Um, you could just tell he was happy and ready to play football again during the preseason. But it sinks to hear that he's out for the remainder of the year. Now let's move on to uh, the week three, uh, week two schedule. Um, let me pull that up here in just a second. Let's see, week two. Um, one of the biggest games, and is this could be a, a very close battle, is the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Now these two teams are huge rivals in the um, AFC and. They play each other twice a year, and what a matchup this is. I mean, you're, it's going to be a close game this week. I mean, the Bengals are not going to have an easier test uh, um, this week. Now, I know that, you know, Cleveland kind of got lucky that, you know, the offensive line for the Bengals was kind of iffy, but uh, they're not getting a break. That off- offensive line's not getting a break with this Baltimore Ravens uh, defensive line. I mean... This Baltimore defensive line is going to wreak havoc. And uh, I think the Bengals are going to have some problems this week. Now, their secondary still has some weaknesses. So I could see like a receiver like T. Higgins or Jamar Chase have a, you know, be the main target for Joe Burrow this week. So keep an eye on those two receivers. But um, that front seven for the Ravens is just nasty. Um, the other game that I really want to keep an eye on and it, it's I know it's kind of it sounds weird but it's the Washington Commanders versus the Denver Broncos now I want to see what uh, Sam Howell does against this uh, Sean Payton led Broncos team now we all know that um, the Washington Commanders let's see they won 20 to 16 but that was against the Arizona Cardinals who basically had a veteran um, QB step in after they, you can tell the Arizona Cardinals are trying to tank based on their um, final cuts to the roster. And, and they got a rookie quarterback and a veteran who really hasn't had an NFL start. So that's kind of why the Commanders won this week, or last week. But um, this week, they're going up against a really good, talented, veteran-led Broncos team. Now, this is going to be a great test for Sam Howell in that Washington offense. And that's an art game that uh, you should keep an eye on. Um, Monday night we're gonna have two um, we're gonna have two um, games, and I wouldn't really pay much attention to them because these are like bottom feeder teams somewhat after week one. Um, they they're just not as entertaining as you know the Monday night football matchups we had uh, 
like the last three seasons on week one. Uh, I wouldn't pay attention to them. But um, the last game that I really pay attention to is the LA Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the reason why I would keep an eye on this matchup is the 49ers uh, quarterback, Brock Purdy, by, by the way, if you haven't heard his story, he was basically the last um, drafted player in the draft last year and was named Mr. Irrelevant. Well, with all the injuries that happened to the QBs um, near the end of the 49ers uh, season, he got thrown into the mix as the starting quarterback and literally won the job in three games. And um, I'd really like to see how Brock Purdy handles pressure. Um, the games I've watched him play, he's had some pressure, but he's not going to have the pressure of Aaron Donald, who is a all-pro defensive end, run headfirst at him. Um, if, if you ever looked uh, down, if you ever, if you're a QB and you see Aaron Donald lining up and he gets past the offensive line unblocked, uh, you better start running. I mean, that guy, Aaron Donald's fast. There was a funny clip they showed on um, you know, all the uh, social media this week of uh, Geno Smith seeing Aaron Donald rush right up the middle, and he, Geno Smith said, "Oh my God!" and threw the ball and. Away and um, it just it just scared Geno uh, Smith and that's the kind of uh, player Aaron Donald is. If Brock Purdy can handle Aaron Donald in the Rams, um, this 49er team is legit. I mean, they are legit with Debo Samuel and Brock Purdy. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is like the cherry on top. I mean, he's going to be um, their main running back this year. So. If the 49ers can get past the Rams, um, that that's going to be a huge um, victory for them this year. And uh, I would keep an eye on the 49ers if they get past the Rams. That's it for this episode of Sweet Sports Talk. Tune in on Friday when we'll talk more about um, Week 2 of college football uh, recap and what Texas did to Alabama. And we'll also talk about Week 3 of college football and what lies ahead uh, for college football this weekend.